Welcome to the seventh episode of Junto Club. On this episode, we tackle the hubbub at the Capitol this past week. I rant about why I'm just done with politics and bureaucracy. Meanwhile, Matt and Shu are ready for another election cycle. For any questions, comments, or to enlighten us with your political wisdom, email juntoclubpodcast at gmail.com. This is Junto Club. So, welcome to the gym talk club. So, it's the seventh meeting so far, and we modeled this club uh, podcast after uh, inspired by Benjamin Franklin's original gym talk club, where he actually spawned the idea of original the public library. So, we try to do the same thing here, and to also learn about stuff every week. So, so I guess this way, guys. A little bit interesting because uh, on night what happened on the on Wednesday, right? So on um, on the January sixth, twenty twenty one, right? Gonna be in the history of the U.S. forever. So, so I guess before we jump in, gonna start talking about that. Actually, I'm gonna take you guys back three hundred years ago. Three hundred. Yeah, more than three hundred years ago in seventeen eighty seven. It's a story about Benjamin Franklin, basically. <laughs> <laughs> so, so basically, in 1787, uh, and the Constitutional Convention, right, where the, Constitution, the U.S. Constitution was adopted. So as Benjamin Franklin was leaving, he was asked by a lady, quote, well, doctor, what we got, a republic or monarchy? Right. And then Benjamin Franklin replied, a republic, if you can keep it. Right. So so I think uh, I, I found that very relevant <laughs> to to today's discussion, I think. And so for that, I, get, I have two questions. Like one is like, what what do you think that like, what did Benjamin Franklin mean by by that phrase, a republic, if you can keep it? And the second, like, with, with what happened? Second question is with what happened on um, um, uh, January the sixth. Can we still kick it? <laughs> All right. All right. Are we going to call out the arithmetic, or are we not? <laughs> no, we're just letting that one slide, Michael. Okay. What arithmetic? I think more than three hundred years ago, not three hundred years ago. Uh, <laughs> you're right. That's the problem. 1787 wasn't quite 300 years ago, but that's no big deal. Oh, it's not quite. Oh, yeah. oh that's right. <laughs> 300 years ago. No, you should, should have just said it was a joke. You should have been like, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> no. Oh, okay. man. Asian. I thought Asian's bad. Good at math. Okay. Oh, man. What a shame. <laughs> no one will believe we're three robotics PhDs, but in any no, case, uh, we I'm can... trying to break this. I, I tried to break this stereotype, right? Of mm-hmm. Asians good at math, you know. That's right. To be that's fair, right. the better you get at math, the less and less you actually see numbers in anything. So you know, mm. that, that is true. <laughs> <sighs> All right. So, so I guess the first question was, what did he mean by that? Right. Mm. So. Um, well, I mean, I think any time, like, I mean, I think he probably had a sense that humans are 
like naturally want to claim power. I mean, humans do have like are naturally like greedy in a way, right? I mean, we evolved through survival of the fittest. So, I mean, I think anytime you have like a representative government, there's going to be at least some who want to sort of seize more power or, uh, uh, yeah, I guess try to seize more power, try to seize more power than they're like due and not necessarily represent their constituents, but represent their own interests. So I guess he probably understood that inevitably like a Republic would be challenged by like a large percentage of humans sort of inborn greed. So, hmm. so that's I mean, fine. When you, when you look at the context, right? Like at the, I mean, they call like the U S one of like, like the longest experiment in democracy or something, right? I've, I've heard mm-hmm. phrases like that. Like at the time, like a democratic republic was almost unheard of. You know, it's not like kind of the, what we assume most countries will go with like today. So, you know, it's, he's, I, I assume the, the people at the constitutional convention were like, this is basically an experiment and we don't know if it's even going to like work, you know, like, is it going to fall apart in like five or 15 years, much less, you know, a few centuries. Yeah. Mm. No, that's, that is fair. Yeah. So, I mean, they were all coming, essentially everyone involved was coming from only knowing like monarchies. Right. Yeah. Mm. I mean, England, like at that time, England was like somewhat on the path. Like it wasn't just like a king doing whatever they wanted, but yeah, they weren't exactly, you know, a democratic country. I don't think either. Obviously history is by no means my expertise, but. So, you know. so based on actually interesting that I was reading, actually that's the first time that I was like, what, what's the difference? Why is it called Republic instead of just a democracy, right? Now, actually I did some, there's some readings about that and then they were talking. Like we, I think we can, we can talk about the difference later, but basically, uh, democracy, one, basically it's a republic because the founders, like, uh, Hamilton, Madison, they all like talk about, uh, historically, like even John Adams talk about historically democracy in like ancient Roman Greek, uh, I think that ancient society, all democracy have failed, right? So that's why U.S. Like when they try to make the U.S. government constitution, they make it into a republic instead of a pure democracy, right? So I think we, we can talk about that a bit later. But anyway, so do you want to, anyway, any, anything to add on that? Or should we just go on talking about the, what happened on Wednesday? <laughs> I think we move on. Yeah. yeah. All right. So, so what, what you guys I guess, uh, what you guys thought on what happened on Wednesday? <laughs> so, you know how, like, an animal that's dying in the corner might lash out, you know, angrily? Yeah. I think that's what we saw. <laughs> I no. think, uh, the sort of the, the cult is kind of on the way out. You see, you know, political allies dropping left and right. I think more and more people are going to be just like regular people are going to be like, put off by it and you know i think this is like the extremists sort of lashing out because they realize like it's kind of coming to an end mm. no yeah. i mean i i think that's probably a fair assessment for all, pretty much everyone there 
I'm, I mean, honestly, like I, I'm almost bored by it. Like, <laughs> wow. Like, I, mean, I, I, I wouldn't call myself bored <laughs> with what happened on Wednesday, but it's just like, I mean, I, it's just like, it's like, I'm sick of people like, uh, like what's, what's the word? Like demigod. Like I'm sick mm-hmm. of people treating politicians like, or like having politicians as their demigods. Like, I mean, it's, it's just, it's just like, don't you have more going on in your own life? Like, no, I mean, for a lot of these people, (laughs) Francis probably know what's going on, Mike. You were, you were a big fan of Trump back in 2016, but he, I didn't like, okay. I enjoyed like some of the things he did made me laugh, but it's like, I didn't marry like when, like I assumed he was going to lose to Clinton. And I was like, and I was not going to be overly upset. Like I was not going to be upset the next day if he did. It was just like, oh, okay. That's not going to affect my life that materially. Like, Mm. you know, it's like, I mean, I don't think their policies were that. I don't think him and Biden had vastly different policies, maybe except with respect to COVID. So, I mean, Mm. like once the pandemic's over, like, I do not think like the country is going to change that much. (laughs) Mm. So, I mean... It's just I, like, yeah, I guess I, I don't know. As someone who like, I, I mean, I get it because like when I was a, like a young kid, like I like let sports like influence my mood. Like if my team lost, like I'd be annoyed, but it's like, mm-hmm. I, I guess I've moved beyond that. And I feel like politics in many ways, like in many ways, people's who people's whose lives are not materially affected by the outcome of different things, like will often be married to like a specific politician and it's like they're married to that politician without knowing like any of their positions or anything or like being able to articulate like what changes in their life based on that politician being in office no especially i mean this is something i feel like a lot of people just are into the culture war right now and i mean it's not entirely free from the left but it's definitely the right is driving it more and it's so annoying because they they like you're right like these things don't materially impact their lives but they're obsessed with like the idea of both like what the america that's in their fantasy and then also like the fear imagined evil communist state that the you know democrats secretly are going to try to implement you know and they just get so wrapped up into this fantasy world like i mean they don't talk about policies which kills me like you look at all the stuff like in the Georgia Senate race, it's, it's just nothing but like, oh, radical socialist Warnock. And, you know, what what did he say in a sermon 20 years ago? Not like a single thing about like, hey, what policies do we support that we think are better or would help people? It's very annoying. Right. But, a, I mean, I'll just say like if and when a bill comes up that influences your life, if you oppose a bill and say this is why it's going to negatively impact my life. All, I'm all for it. Like, you know, go call, you know, senators, call representatives and be like, I will not vote for you if you do not, you know, if you do not, if you are, do not support or if you support this bill. But uh, depending on whatever side you fall on, I guess. But it's like, if they're not, like, if they haven't espoused anything that you can say will pause, like, super positively or super, super negatively impact your life, don't care. Like, I mean, just like, I mean, that's, I mean, it's, that's the bottom line. It's like, I don't think Biden, like if you own, if you are like are currently making above a million dollars, 
and like and then and it's like oh i'm really bummed biden lost it's like okay like i can understand that he's gonna jack up taxes even more on pe- like you know earnings over four hundred thousand. like cool like i can see why you're not a fan of that but it's like if you don't it's like okay like you know i like basically get in a position where you're earning that before you worry <laughs> and <laughs> and like and an on the it's like on the democratic side it's like a lot of the things like i agree trump fucked up like with the covid i mean and he was bad about this like he should not have challenged the elections this point like he could have requested a recount once the courts came back like you lost he should have been like i lost but and it's like the democrats who are like like were have been out for blood for four years it's like you should have looked the other like once he got elected it's like you should have like articulated exactly what he was doing and not just been like he's a terrible person like i mean if i think you get a lot more i don't at least for me it's like people get a lot more leeway or a lot more credit if they're just basically like this is a policy that is negatively impacting me and here's how so Mm -hmm. yeah i think i think regarding i Earlier, they're talking about like the politician when they when they they don't really talk about policy, even like saying about oh, what Trump did actually negative impact you and stuff like that. I mean, politician they know understand human psychology fundamentally, right? It's about emotion, right? It's not about it's about ideology. It's not really about policies and about you know issues, right? So those are if some people do care, but most people like know they understand those voters they like. Just fundamental human psychology, right? They are very emotional to ideology, right? So how you elicit elicit those emo- emotions? That's how they want to play it, right? So anyway, so yeah. reg- regarding what happened on Wednesday, um, do, is it is it really that big a deal? Like, cause uh, I know on the night, at least the news, I Fox News, you know, uh, NBC, you know, ABC, all these news channels I was listening to is like. It seems like it's a very big deal to like to know a whole world, right? And so, to you guys, since you guys grew up in the U.S., right? I was born here, you know, grew up, you know. I'm kind of, you know, immigrated here. I became a U.S. citizen. I do care, but I, I mean, personally, I don't feel like there was any. Maybe because I have a distance because I was immigrated here and became a U.S. citizen, so I don't feel like it's a, such a big deal moment for U.S. Maybe because I have a much, I know U.S. is much more resilient than this. But to you guys, what do you think? Do you do you really think this is a big deal moment for U.S.? Because a lot of people are actually equated to like almost like September 11, right? So <laughs> mm, yeah, I don't think it's quite uh, 9/11 level. Yeah. Um, it's like it's what I would say it's a moderately big deal, but mo- it's mostly about people's reactions to it. It's not like what they did was subs- like that substantive, right? Like they went mm. in. They trashed the place and stole a few things and then they left or they got kicked out, you know, like in the end, like, yeah, that's not like the end of the world. But like, I think, I mean, if anything, I think they really just put like the killing blow to like Trump and his movement, right? Like mm. that is making them just look so bad. I'm, it's, I don't want to say I'm glad, but it's almost nice for the people who are like opposed to them. It's like, you could make it any easier. Like, so, you know, some of those people that had them on video going on with like, stacks of zip ties and stuff which really looks like they wanted to take someone hostage and i'm like the only thing they could have done to kill off like trump's you know influence even faster is that they actually got him like a senator or a representative like 
zip tied up and took them out as a hostage. I'm like, that's, that's when you actually get the military like driving tanks in on you or something like, so they're probably lucky that everyone was evacuated pretty quickly. But, uh, Mm. yeah. So anyway, so I would say it's just a big deal because of the people's reactions. I think this is like, uh, yeah, I don't know. I think we might be seeing the split of the Republican party right now. And it'll be Mm. really interesting to see, you know, like, do the Trump loyalists, you know, try to break off their and form a third party and then just like kill the GOP? Does the, you know, or does the GOP, like the sane GOP manage to kind of like reform and distance themselves? And then like the, you know, those people just vote for the sane GOP just because it's better than Democrats to them or what? No, I mean, I think that'll be the, I mean, maybe the only big thing that comes out of this is the fracturing of the party and like what, I mean, because, yeah, at this point, basically, Wednesday, I mean, I, I, I thought, like, when I heard about what happened Wednesday, I was just like, they're so stupid. Like, <laughs> I mean, like, it's just like, I mean, Trump, it was like, I didn't feel like there was ever a threat of him, like, maintaining office. Like, I mean, so it was just like, like, it was clear, like, either he was going to get dragged out. Or he was eventually, like, regardless of if this happened or not, basically he was just going to say, like, okay, like, I'll leave. And as much as, like, he did it in a way that was, you know, disrespectful and not necessarily, like, ideal for the office, you know, he was going to do what he was going to do. Like, these people acting as the way they did, I guess, shows – I mean, he – I mean, essentially it shows he has a strong enough following to start a media company should he want to. And basically the Republican party is like, just because so many people yet again, just go along party line, the Republican party's in trouble because he has enough influence where like he could take at least these people who showed up to the Capitol with him. And as it is the Republican party, I think like has to was essentially was 50, 50, right? I mean, the election was pretty close, you know, 51, 49, so, I mean, they can't, I guess, afford to lose a chunk of people at this point. So, mm. I and mean, and as, well, and I guess uh, traditionally red states are turning blue like Georgia. So, I mean, you know, so you're gonna, you're, you're losing out if you let your party fracture at this point. So, and I think the Democrats, like, the Democrats are obviously at a point where they, uh, you know, the far left and sort of the more moderate Democrats. I, I mean, I'd be interested to see if there's more like three parties, like the more, like the farther left, the Trump right, and then like maybe a middle, like sort of a middle party with like the more moderate Democrats and Republicans. So could happen. Mm. At least for now, Trump's created such like a, a threat for the left that they've. Like the, the, the left side of politics is traditionally more fractured, splintered, but like, you know, they've, the, the threat of Trump was enough to like kind of bring them together and just say, you know, even if there's pretty different views within the Democratic Party, like we're going to like work together. Right. But, you know, Lindsey Graham, Republican senator said in 2016, did y'all see this? Cause people are pulling it up again. In 2016, yeah. he tweeted, if we nominate Trump, we will get destroyed and we will deserve it. And it's like, oh man, I think he, I think he was right. Yeah. Yeah, but I thought Lindsey Graham was the <laughs> golf body of Donald Trump. He, he, they are the best bodies. I think, yeah, I think you're right. I think after <laughs> yeah, Trump was he, nominated or won, at some point he kind of became a supporter. But yeah, BFF. 
Well, I mean, look at the look at Ted Cruz. I mean, Trump literally implied his father was involved in like the JFK assassination, and he's the guy, like the last guy who's like, I'm challenging. This <laughs> hold on, hold on. He did better. He literally in the pre- in the Republican debate, he called Ted Cruz's wife ugly mm. on TV, live TV, straight to his face. He called his wife ugly, and Ted Cruz still goes around and campaigns for him and shit. Can you believe? Can you imagine being Ted Cruz? <laughs> this is why, like, any politician, any politician, it's like, I'm just not that interested. They're, I mean, they're all like this, you know? I mean, I, I mean, think most are not like this. A I lot mean, Ber- are not. Not okay. that bad. Well, okay, but Bernie. I mean, like, it was very clear, like, the Democrats fixed, like, the nomination for Hillary in 2016. Like, she was getting questions in advance. Like, wow. and Bernie. <laughs> I mean, Bernie. Keep going. Yeah, no, I mean, so Bernie, like, he fell in line, and he absolutely should not. Like, I mean, uh-huh. so, I mean. Well, I would disagree with several things there. Uh, I would say, first of all, it's really not. I mean, did were there people in the DNC who favored Hillary? Sure, but, like, and maybe they tried to help her a little bit. I don't think it, anything they did was really substantial. Uh, and yeah, Bernie quote unquote fell in line, but he was able to use his influence and honestly, both primaries to push the party a lot towards the things he want. So as much as Bernie is overall, he's in like, you know, he's like an ideological kind of guy. He's not a compromiser per se. I think he was played it politically smart to try to, you know, push the party where he wants, even though he never got a majority of the democratic party to support him in either case. Right. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's just the reality was like he kind of capped out around 30% of the Dems who were like, and yeah, maybe like 25% were like super hyped, like, oh, we love Sanders so much. But, you know, the, there are more people who are just like, eh, not really what I'm about. No, I think I this mean, is this this is kind of, I mean, the whole like the DNC stealing it from Bernie, it's kind of like, it's like a mirror image of what the Trump people say. You know, they were always talking about how the RNC and, you know, rhinos and the swamp are trying to like steal things and trick Trump or, you know, whatever conspiracy theories to like, hold your man down. Hmm. I think, I think Mike is just getting into the, uh, hating women conspiracy theories, but those are very good. You should. Mm. <laughs> are you just a misogynist, Mike? Yes. yes. I I'm a misogynist. No, I mean, to be fair, I probably like would have preferred Hillary over Bernie. I don't agree with almost anything he has to say, but I mean, it's, uh, <laughs> You know, I mean, it's just more, uh, I mean, I do think that the political machine wields an influence that, mm. I mean, is not necessarily, like, I mean, I don't know. It's just hard for me because it's like, you know, I mean, politicians, it's like, what do they really know? What can they yeah. really do? <laughs> I can see that like, most of the DNC like, was favoring Hillary, right? So some of them might have done something to nudge it slightly but i'm not sure if they do it very like dramatically yeah. i mean in the end it's still the voters right it's i mean that's yeah. why Doc trump got the nomination was because he was able to convince enough voters sure but I, yeah I, like I, I mean clinton was a democrat bernie sanders wasn't even a democrat right like he just came in to run which is fine but it's not a surprise that like democrats who've been working with the democratic party weren't like fond of him Sure, sure. No, I, I mean, I just, I guess I, it, like, go back to, like, you know, I mean, Hillary got, like, like, the CNN gave her, uh, you know, I think there was a news story about CNN giving her, like, questions in advance. 
I mean, that clearly gives her an advantage to sway voters if she has prepped responses versus Bernie being caught off guard. So I, I, I mean, I guess there, there are things that, yeah, you're probably right, may have not made a difference in the grand scheme of things with voters. But I mean, there were clearly, there was clearly favoritism. And I mean, given the position on other things, like in, when it comes to like the general election and stuff, I mean, I do think it's like, I think people are very, quick to like you know the, like when they say oh no like these both like the both sideism doesn't hold because one is vastly different than the other i i think it does hold to a degree i mean i think P- there are members of both parties who are essentially just walk the party line or you know basically the right can do no uh, can do no right and the left can do all right or vice versa and like i'm just bored like I like I just like I just can't stand it anymore because it's like like the politicians. I mean, a lot of politicians don't know what they're doing, and you know are basically have a cushy job. And like I don't like if you actually ask them to do something, I don't know. Like I don't know that they have any like measurable skill. So it's it's just frustrating to be like that. So many people marry that marry themselves to like politicians or a party because it's like you're marrying yourself to something that I don't know deserves that. <laughs> Wait, are you talking about women marrying politicians? Or what are you talking about? He's, what do you mean by marrying? No, like, marry esse- right. Essentially you like, so associating your identity, like, you know, like there are so many people who it's like, you know, like there, I don't know if uh, Matt probably saw this, but a lot of people were copying and pasting this thing to like, Forever before the election, like anytime something bad happened for the Trump administration, people were facing this thing and said, I like live and breathe like every like every morning I get up to like, like uh, enjoy the tears of Trumpers and like I live and breathe to like enjoy the see Trump fail and like it was this big long thing they copied and pasted and I'm like, that is a terrible life. Like, like if you draw enjoyment over watching the like president fail, I don't care how obnoxious he is. Like, why aren't you doing something else? Like, <laughs> hey, Mike, you don't you you, you should stop sounding so self righteous because uh, that's if they that's, they drive meaning from that, you know. Kudos to them, right? So. I suppose. <laughs> I, I I mean, I guess yeah. Maybe I'm just. May, I mean, maybe I just need to drive pleasure out of simpler things. So, I think well, you drive you drive uh, pleasure by uh, angering and these people having no meaning to their lives. Look, I'm going to take the centrist position here, and I think she's right that it's a, if some people are just like involved in politics and that's their passion, that's fine. But Mike's right that no matter how much you care about politics, you shouldn't worship a specific politician as you know your cult leader, you know, benevolent whatever dictator slash deity, you know politicians i mean really like there should there should never be a politician you agree on with for everything right because they're not you it's like so if you can't find something you disagree with them like you're probably not taking a critical eye towards what they say or what they do that's that i think is a good point yes like in a way take a critical eye like anytime you encounter something new always take at least like i mean you don't need to be like harsh on everything that's not what i'm saying like, but take a critical eye and, like, honestly try to assess, like, 
what parts of this do I agree with? What parts do I disagree with? I'm not saying you need to disagree with everything. I'm not saying you need to agree with everything, but just like honestly assess it because like, yeah, if someone like someone has like, basically I think people take a view of the world. Like if this were the world, it would be perfect. And that usually is because they're in a good position in that world. Maybe not leader and King, but in a good comfortable position. So everyone's view is going to be slightly different. So I see. So, all right, going back, uh, going back to the question about like why politicians, like politicians, right, attracting this. You, you were saying that politicians almost like very unintelligent. They don't know what they're doing, right? Because right now in this in this climate, I guess the politicians get so much scrutiny, right, about like media that whatever they say, they just like go through so much examination of their lives and stuff like that, right? Whatever they run office and stuff like that. So this, this kind of scrutiny actually, like, they are the smart people, right? The people that are really smart, like running business, the CEOs, they don't want this kind of scrutiny on their lives, right? So they actually avoid politics. So what you end up with are people that actually have maybe not as qualified, not as good as... The, so we are not having the brightest people, the best people running the country because the best people, they don't want the scrutiny of the, the press, right? So, and they don't want something there to, I guess, whatever they have in their closet, I guess. <laughs> anyway, yeah. So that, that, I, I guess that's one point that I heard that, that a lot of like, smart people, like the brightest people in, the, in America are not getting into politics, right? Sure. Well, I mean, I think the biggest example of that, I mean, it, it, like when the heads of like Facebook, Google, uh, you know, Amazon, like all these big tech companies, when they went to Congress, like to testify, like it was pretty clear, like the people who are in our government don't know any, like don't know the first thing about the technology sector, right? Mm-hmm. And it's like, yeah, I mean, you can argue like they have people working for them who are supposed to. But, I mean, I guess we've seen politicians, like, not necessarily, like, I mean, essentially just vote on, I mean, you talked about how emotion is a big influencer. I mean, I, I think a lot of uh, what they vote on is based on emotion and, and not even necessarily their own emotion, but also the emotion of their bases and their constituents. And their constituents may not know the first thing about, like, these different like tech companies are, you know, different. I mean, they may not know these issues. They, they base, they take big leaps based on like the emotion that arises when they first hear it. And it's, I mean, it's bad. Like it should just be like, I mean, there should be, ideally there would be at least some people in Congress who like, we agree, like these people understand the issue at hand and like are able to get it or these people are able to get advice and take like actually weigh the advice of people who actually know what they're like, know the issue and like understand the issue and can give us like a pretty solid answer as to which side this should be on. So, I mean, it's, it's just hard though, because uh, yeah, I mean, like I say it, that when these different, uh, tech heads like were testifying it was like it's clear like a lot of people who are making decisions about like i guess uh putting some type of constraints on that industry don't know the first thing about that industry you know i want to push back a little bit 
Um, and I mean, obviously, yeah, most politicians aren't super tech savvy because they're, it's really, you know, it's, you know, politics is more about law, right? Most people come from like a law background mm-hmm. or other areas related to that. But I, I mean, I would say the average politician is probably smarter than the average person. You know, there are, of course, there are duds, but like a lot of politicians are pretty smart. Not all of them, mm-hmm. but a lot of them. And you're absolutely right. Like they have to deal with all sorts of areas that they're not going to, it can't be an expertise in like everything, right? So, but like, you know, like, I mean, Barack Obama, he's a very smart guy and I'm pretty confident that he was willing to listen and learn from experts on the areas that he didn't personally know well. So Mm -hmm. I don't know. It's like to to just be like, oh, politicians are dumb because smart people don't go into politics. I don't feel like that's accurate. Um, You know, Mm -hmm. it's an easy dismissal, but I don't think it's really true. I'm not saying as a whole, they're like politicians are dumb, but I'm saying like, I feel like. You were pretty, you were, you were mostly saying that. <laughs> I say, well, I, I mean, and I, I disagree with Matt to a degree. I mean, I think, like, I mean, I think that politicians, there are a lot of politicians, I think, who don't weigh options well. And, uh, and I mean, basically, and I, and I mean, I really do think that, like, I mean, just, I don't know that anyone did like successfully question. Like I listened to like the entire like uh discussion with like the tech heads. And I don't know that anyone was asking questions that showed an understanding of those types of companies. And if I think that if I think they had gotten appropriate experts, I think they could have done a much much better job. What what case was this about that you're ta- referring to? Like, you, so the I mean, they, Congress had them. What were they asking about? Or I mean, it was, it was antitrust. I think right. Was it antitrust? I, so there's, but I mean, there have been two. I mean, antitrust. So uh, the is I believe was the most recent one. So basically, like market share. Like there were lots of questions about market share. So uh, lots of questions about competition. Lots of and basically, I and. I mean, basically, there, I guess the, there was not a whole lot of understanding about, like, the technology, like, you know, the technologies that go into smartphones and, or, or, I mean, they talked a lot about smartphones and, like, market, you know, I mean, the market share of iPhone versus the market share of Android and uh, price setting. I mean, uh, so I guess there just wasn't a whole lot there and also i mean there's also been the privacy issue right like how the data is used like how the data is collected how the data is mined like how the data is sold between companies like i mean these are all issues that require some understanding of technology and like i just don't know that anyone like i get i i mean i just don't know i mean i guess i guess to yeah okay I mean, to be fair, as Matt said earlier, and they don't, these are lawyers, they don't really have to understand, but yeah. But I guess but, you're well, saying no, that but they, they do, to... <laughs> right? I mean, I mean, I guess like, like, you think I, they need to. I mean, they're, so for example, they're in control of, uh, I mean, lawyers, I mean, I guess like this is just me hating on lawyers because like, I mean, it's in part, it's like, I mean, they control patents, right? Like the US has a patent office, right? And they do employ PhDs who are allegedly, and they, you know, PhDs who are experts in the area can uh, be called to like testify when a particular patent is, you know, challenged or whatever. But 
it's in a way hard for me to like, I mean, the first line of defense, I guess, for like intellectual protection of property and stuff is lawyers who have essentially zero understanding of the area. And that is frustrating as hell. Like, so I mean, uh, cause it's like, it, it, I mean, it's like you say, like, you say, like, I'm coming out with a product that's novel. I like ours, an invention that's novel. I want to protect it. Like, and they say, oh, like, here's papers that use the buzzwords, you know, we, you're talking about, like, it's not novel. And it's like, no, it is. Like, you do not understand this. <laughs> so, is yeah. This per- just, this sounds like it was personal to you, Mike. <laughs> Did you have, like, someone steal your patent? <laughs> no, I mean, this is, yes. I, I guess, like, I guess as I learn more about, like, intellectual protection and, uh, just like in as I deal more and more with like bureaucracy, it just is like I just it just makes you insanely frustrated. It just makes you sick because it's like uh, it stands in the way of innovation and doesn't you know. wait, isn't it? But doesn't protecting <laughs> IP stand in the way of innovation because it's basically giving many monopolies for you know for little bits of time? Well, I mean, it depends. I mean, see, that's the thing, it's like. The P- I, I think I don't think it would if you had experts in charge because I think or like if you had people with genuine expertise because I think they could say like this is overly general and p- be specific and like force people to patent like like here's an idea like a very specific idea a very specific invention that your company is protecting. Whereas if like you don't have people like if people who are not experts and are heavily involved in the process, it's a little bit more of a crapshoot what can get through, what can get patented and what can't. Because then companies are like, oh, we're going to look to patent something as general as we possibly can. And that isn't, I mean, that's an issue. I mean, like, like you're constant, like you're having companies, essentially companies, inventors, individuals, um, basically be like well what is the correct balance of like what's the correct balance between like what's general enough or what's general enough to make it like worthwhile for me but what's specific enough where they're like i can essentially make them believe it's unique so Mm. i mean if i think if you had experts in there they could sort of say like they could go through and say this is like your invention, like we can understand what your invention is. We can understand what's unique about it. And that's what you're getting protection for, for whatever it is, you know, however many years it is. So, I mean, I, and I think that would enable people to own intellectual property and not be shooting to own like massive amounts of space in the area that, you know, I mean, they really like, aren't like, they aren't even pursuing, but they own it. Like they'll try to enforce the patent like willy nilly. I mean, so. I mean, mo- so much stuff now, though, is like software. And I mean, people do eyepiece on software, but it almost seems pointless, right? Like who's really making something that no one's thought of, right? Like you're just trying to do a better version of something that someone else has already coded up and put online for free. And like, yeah, I mean, no- it's, it seems like good companies are just like, fuck it. Like if you think you can cop, like if we're going to code something that's good, we're going to keep our source code safe. And then it's like, if you can remake it, good luck. That seems to be the better approach. Cause like, I mean, today, like, what do you, what's a new invention in the last 10 years, right? That's actually a new invention. No. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, patents, uh, 
like software, most people don't, like most companies don't have patents on software. You can't really patent software. And also, I even, yeah, a lot of business, like investor, when it's like, for example, if you watch Shark Tank, right? Uh, a lot of companies say, oh, I have patents on this, this, you know, they don't, <laughs> the sharks don't even give a fuck about what you, and doesn't really care that even if you have patents, right? So a lot of times patent not really, it's not as useful as you think it is, I guess. I mean, there's a but, reason they usually say innovation, not invention, right? Like, it's not like people are coming up with new machines to do things that no one else had ever made, like their Trinky box that can do this, right? I, I feel like, I feel like with the way modern technology and progress is going, that whole idea around patents is kind of, it, it, it makes less and less sense. No, I, uh, I, I mean, I can see that, but I, I mean, I guess for me, I, I guess where this started is we, I, I mean, I guess politi- like we started with politicians, lawyers, like they're heavily involved in the innovative process. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. They're heavily in- and they know nothing about it. So that's where I guess that. So patents, I guess, is because I've been writing patents and it occurs to me. And you know, so I mean, there's intellectual protection, and yeah, I mean, as I say, scope is important. Like. You may want to protect, I mean, yes, if you're just cranking out video games or you're cranking out phone software or something like that, there isn't necessarily an inventive step from one to the other. Like one, you know, an iPhone and an Android phone, they look pretty similar. I mean, I'm guessing a lot of the underlying code is pretty similar. But, uh, but I mean, with sort of in medicine and technology and like the, I guess the what it takes to sort of create certain things is it does take maybe an inventive step and you want some protection on that. So uh, yeah, I was going to say, I do feel like my statement maybe is biased towards where we work, but like medicine. Yeah. Like you discover a new drug, right? Like that's a little bit different because you maybe spend a ton of time, you know, trying to test things and find out what works. And if someone just says like, Oh, this drug works, well, we're just going to like produce it as well. And, uh, you know, didn't put any of the time into it. So like, it makes sense in that context, but in, I, yeah, I like, I don't see how it makes a lot of sense in engineering, most engineering disciplines these days. No, no. And and that's fair. I mean, that is fair, but I guess, I mean, but when it comes to like, is Facebook like a monopoly or something, or, you know, is Google a monopoly? Like, because they're spreading into these other areas and, you know, buying up competition and all of that. I mean, I guess, I, I, these, I, I don't know that I have like necessarily a great example, but like, I mean, the politicians asking the question, like, what are the barriers to entry if someone wanted to challenge you in your space? Like, the honest answer to that requires like a pretty good amount of understanding of like how, I guess, a, you know, like a client server, like application and social networking application, like how those are set up. I feel like, and you know, they may, yes, be able to get like some level of understanding, but I don't know necessarily know. Maybe no, maybe no. Tap people are just bad and like explaining stuff to regular people, right? Maybe Tech people should, are notoriously bad at that. I mean, also yeah. they they are probably rehearsed their answers, right? So even though they are not trying to, they know they were just a game, right? So they were. They will not try intentionally try to give a give a very intelligible answer. 
So the question sounds like sounds like that question was good. It just that the answer was terrible, right? Because <laughs> uh, yeah, because 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 they they having a hard time explaining stuff. Yeah. yeah, I was I'm in agreement with Shu. That seems like a very reasonable question, and I don't think you need to get into the details of how you build a search engine, right? They can be like, <laughs> yeah. oh, it takes like you need this much, like how much server infrastructure do you need? in terms of like locations and just like, you know, cost estimates, right? Like, oh, to do this, you know, you would need to spend this much money to run some servers, blah, blah, blah. You know, you would need to develop, like, is this something like that'd be like a few programmers could do, or do you need like a team of researchers to like re-implement your own version? You know, just get some, I mean, in these sorts of discussions, it's more about just like the big scales, right? Like, okay, here's like the rough cost breakdowns to do something similar, you know, to get started, right? And that seems like a good question that you shouldn't need, you know, Google doesn't have to explain how their search engine optimization works, right? You know, right. They can be like oh. these papers are all publicly available, and you can implement. You know, with a team of X, Y, Z, you know, professionals, you could implement this, re-implement this. You know. Yeah, all right. Sounds sounds good. I think we should stop there instead of getting into the rabbit hole of the patent. And uh, sounds like Mike is very passionate about it. So yeah, maybe you should bring up they, some. Yeah. yeah, go ahead. You should, I was going to say, next, you should find your worst examples of this because it seems like something you care about. And you should come next week with a few okay. concrete examples that piss you off. That'd be fun to hear. Okay. And then if me and Shu still disagree with you, you know, we can bat around it. But yeah. No, no. So, I mean, I, I guess, yeah, I'll just end on the fact, like, uh, yeah. I mean, I think a lot of my angst is like, you know, I, I mean, I, I think I see a lot of people in politics who, are very quick to demonize like the like the work that goes into companies the work that goes into like i mean companies like you know google facebook and it i guess i it gets annoying because it's like you don't know the first thing about this like you couldn't do this if you tried so all right instead i'll give you your last word my last word is mm -hmm. i think politics politicians they were doing exactly what they should be doing called playing politics Right, that's why everybody hates politics because they play politics. And this is that what they should be doing. They are just doing what they are. The system designed them to do is their incentive to do this kind of stuff. So it's it's not a politician; it's the system. If you want to really fix this, you need to somehow have a better incentive that you know having them to do something else. So oh. they, I mean, yeah, go ahead. I, I'm gonna steal the last word again. Uh, that's why I support, and this is something we'll have to probably have another whole episode for. I support uh, having politics, like rather than having politicians run, politicians should be nominated. Like nominated. not, uh, so, oh, like, like you should be forced to be a politician. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah. Where we just pick the best people, like select some poor sap who doesn't want it and says it. Exactly. No, I like that idea. We'll talk about it another time. But last word on this topic, because I want the last word. I'm going to agree with Mike about what he's talking about now, though, because there's definitely politicians on both sides definitely have taken an almost adversarial approach to the, the tech world. And it's pop. I think it's populist garbage that they just throw out and they're like, oh, oh Amazon and Facebook and Google, you're evil. I'm going to throw out some junk that doesn't really mean much to like, throw, you know, feed meat to my voting base that just you know, once an enemy, right? They're just looking for some populist enemy to be the the target. And it's like, oh, if only Amazon and Google did something different, our country wouldn't have problems. And they're wrong because these tech companies are a source of a significant amount of the wealth of our country in the first place. So I agree with you on that, that some politicians are unnecessarily hostile about stuff. 
It's all populism. Right. Yeah. Populism is garbage. That's my ending statement. Okay. All right. All right. All right. Max got the last word on that. So That's right. <laughs> let's bring you guys back to the main topic of today: the storming of capital. Right. We. I think we got got went off tangents on the other stuff there. Uh, so, why do you think the uh, why do you think what's the goal of those people and they try to get into those uh, so those that like into the capital right and those people actually you know, I think they was like QN whatever the conspiracy group and then Proud Boys what 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 are their goals are they I think what do you think just like to get attention you know I don't fucking know because like I, I feel like it takes no like any knowledge of history should tell them that this is only going to hurt their whole movement right like, was there anything they could have achieved besides hurting themselves? The more effective they were in terms of, like, destroying things and taking over Capitol Hill and whatnot, like, the worse it would have been for them. Like, the best case scenario is that they had never gotten in, honestly. Mm. Yeah. No, I think it was just anger. Like, yeah, express anger. And mm. so. Okay, like, but these are, con- these are conspiracy groups. Right? They, made up, they, they make up conspiracy, right? So they know when they say was kind of false in a way right oh do they really believe what they're saying i i think they live in their own reality that's the only way Mm. that it makes sense to my mind like like first of all they believe a lot of this stuff anyway like you know like the whole country is secretly working against trump who won the election but had it stolen Mm. from like i mean how do you even believe that so they're already not living in reality so the only way i can explain it is they honestly had the fantasy that like they're gonna somehow take over the Capitol Hill and reverse this, you know? So I think. if they want to take over, how come maybe not bring any weapons? They almost like I think maybe one person has weapon, but I don't see any like bring any heavy machinery to. How do they expect to take over Capitol without weapons? Yeah. Well, that's why I say it's gotta just be express anger. Like, because I mean, I don't uh, like I don't I don't think they could have thought that far ahead like uh, I mean, as you say like they i like i don't think they had like a plan when they got mm. that like i mean i don't know how they could because it's like basically like what like step one is show up be angry charge the capital step two is trump is re like you know inaugurated again i mean I mean, at so, least online and stuff, I see people say, like, I've seen people post stuff from like right wing QAnon groups where they're like, oh, we're going to come on the 19th with guns this time or stuff, right? So they, at least some of them claim online that they're, they mm. will do an armed takeover, but I, you know, I assume they're all going to chicken out. Mm. So how can it was, it was so easy. I was surprised at how easy it was for them to get into the capital, right? Well, you saw, I mean, you saw a few of the videos showed like some of the cops just like letting them in, right? Mm-hmm. So I think some yeah. subset, first of all, they didn't have a huge defense force there, which, uh, you know, I think some people had wanted the National Guard called it beforehand. And I believe Trump was like, no to that. But I think at least some portion of the police were kind of basically sympathizers, right? Which isn't a huge shock because, you know, I think Trump does well amongst the cop demographics, but. Oh, they just let people in. It's not really like, ah, okay. Not not all of them. Like, I mean, there's a lot of video, right? Some of them show like cops trying to like push people back and stop people. But there's at least a few examples of like cops like letting people through. No problem. Mm. All right. All right. Cool. 
Um, I guess uh, since we're talking about that, I think I guess we'll talk talk about like police, you know, about racism a little bit, right? Race, because uh, I think a lot of people uh, people are talking about, oh, it's so easy on the white people, and it was <laughs> when black people was uh, was uh, protesting, you know, it's like cracking down so hard. Like, what do you think on that? <laughs> All right, bring that racism. I mean, you know, you feel like you gotta admit they're right right like uh and even the cops who didn't like let people in you imagine like being a cop you're gonna be around a lot more say trump supporters and kind of right-wing people because that's who a lot of the time are cops let's just be honest mm. so I, I could see it's much easier for them to be like you know the group that you see as like your group to be like even if you're trying to stop them you know you're not trying to be a dick about it you're trying to like just push them back and be like stay calm where if it's like mm. the other group you think is bad, it's going to be much more easy to like pull out the the mace, the pepper spray and stuff. And I mean, obviously there was some force used against protesters. One was shot and killed, but mm. yeah, I do. I mean, yeah, if it was, you know, Black Lives Matter, there probably would have been more cops who would have been jumped to like more violence quicker. Mm. Probably. Okay. I don't Any think words? that's a controversial statement. I, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Any thoughts on that, Mike? Oh, you know. Yeah, no, that's. I mean, that I I agree. I mean, there's unconscious and conscious bias in play. So I mean, mm, okay. All right, hold on. Look, so that we are all we're talking about Wednesday, but have we forgotten what happened on Tuesday with the Senate race? And we, we had like you know, first of all, Georgia went blue again. You know, what is it? Electric blue yeah, you know, Blue Georgia <laughs> two point um, and we are we are getting to that. <laughs> that's what I want to talk, and I want to talk about how Trump tweeted support for two thousand dollar direct payment check. Nancy Pelosi immediately was like yes, and put it and got a bill basically through for it. And then Mitch McConnell was like, "Fuck you," <laughs> and probably like he might have lost them the Senate with that move. What is going on in Mitch McConnell's head? Because he does, I don't understand it. No, I mean, see, and this is why I enjoyed, like, this is, see, this is, uh, vandalism I can support, like, Mitch McConnell and, uh, and Nancy Pelosi's houses were both, um, vandalized, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. So it's like, it, I'm like, good. Like, I mean, <laughs> so Mitch McConnell, yes, he's, he was an absolute ass for blocking that, and she was an idiot. Well, she wasn't an idiot, cause, but she blocked the push before the election. So, I mean, both of them can go shit in a half. <laughs> well, Matt, were you talking about uh, Georgia turned blue because Mitch McConnell did not support a $2,000 payout? I mean, I think a lot of people think that – because mm. Warnock won by a pretty good amount, right? And Kelly, whatever, mm. is kind of seems like a terrible human That's being, what, so that doesn't right. surprise me. But the Ossoff race was pretty close, you know, overall, so – I mean, well, also what hurt him is Trump literally constantly talking about how the voting's all fraud and cheating, right? That probably didn't help him much either. Right, exactly. But, uh, but, you know, right. I mean, for the people, you know, some people, when you have the president, like, it's not like the Republicans were unified on this, right? Like the president said, you know, we want this. And then Mitch didn't even, like Mitch blocked it very specifically. He called you know? it socialism for the rich. Yes. Yes. The direct payment to people who make less than a certain amount. <laughs> <laughs> socialism for the rich i just sometimes you know mitch gave a good speech on like i went, think it was on wednesday about how he like couldn't vote to 
you basically overturned the election. So he's such an asshole. He respects the rule of law, at least. I'll give him that. He was like, it's idiotic to try to like undermine the Constitution just because your side didn't win the election. So I'll give him that. But he is completely willing to just say garbage and like use any legal method to like get his way, right? Like he doesn't, it's not like Republicans voted down these bills. He just likes to not let them be voted on because he's just like, I'm the little Senate majority leader and I can do that. Um, I do have to give my credit to him for doing that though. Yeah, because he doing, he know everybody wants the $2,000, but he's doing, he's doing what thing he thinks. I mean, he, he's doing what he thinks is the right thing to do, right? And then he's doing, and even though he knows the popularity, the popular people actually, everybody probably wants that, right? But he's doing against that. So I, I feel that I have to give him credit for that. Also, also, I mean, $2,000 is that, I, I mean, I want it too, because I, I qualify, right? So, because it, but the effect of that, so you're going to, you know, print more money, right? It just means increase, increase inflation, right? So, I'm not sure it was the what's the second second order effect of that, right? So it's not it could I mean in 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 the end it could be bad for the country financially, right? So I anyway, mean, I guess as a kudos to him for doing something that he believes in against the popular opinion, right? <laughs> maybe. Is that what he did it? I don't know. So I mean overall, Mitch McConnell, you have to at least agree he's politically effective, right? Like he's gotten stuff done. Mm-hmm. But he wanted it's not like he just said I refuse to do two thousand dollars. He wanted to push another bill with a few other things attached to it. So I mm-hmm. think he was just trying to use it as leverage to get like a few things other things passed. Mm-hmm. But like surely it had to hurt them in Georgia. Cause mm-hmm. I mean, you know, a lot of people uh-huh. are just like okay, Mitch is like, we are voting for senators and the Senate majority leader is blocking what Trump wants, which is to give me money, right? Like there's got to be at least some people who are like, you know, turned off by that. And like, maybe Mm. we don't, you know, need to try to support the Republicans controlling the Senate anymore. Right. And that was a good play by Biden because didn't he say basically if you turn Georgia blue and the Senate blue, like day one, you'll get your $2,000 or something because like it'll just be hammered through. So... I mean, it's, yeah. So, I mean, no, it was, it was, I don't know why he did it unless he felt like Trump or, uh, I mean, there was, I mean, there was literally no reason to do it. I mean, unless he felt like the Senate was in the bag already and, you know, he just wanted to be an ass. So, or he has ingenious motivations to give the Democrats control of the Senate for grander plans. And yeah. this was just his way of helping out. Yes. Maybe he's just so convinced that they're going to screw up everything in the two years and it'll be like a red surge in two years. But he's going for the pendulum. He realizes like there's going to be a swing back against Trump. So he's just like, let, he wants to let it go far so it can just come, sh- you know, shooting back. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, anything's possible. I don't know. We got, can we get Mitch McConnell on this podcast? Shoot, send an email. Yeah, All right, we do. Be like, Mitch, we have some questions we want to ask you. You're going to have a lot more free time soon, yeah, you know, because you come on. <laughs> True. Talk uh, about the highlights of Kentucky. <laughs> Wait, is he from Kentucky? I believe yeah. so. Ah, yeah. uh, okay, okay. All right. So, um, 
So going back to the storming of capital again, right? So the basic foundation, the reason, I think everybody denounced, okay, this is a bad thing to do, right? It's, it's condemning this action, rioting, right? However, I think uh, the Fox News, they were still talking about, uh, there's still not legitimate uh, voter fraud, right? So do you think there's actual voter fraud or no? I mean, I, I don't really know, right? I don't think that's voter fraud, but I guess that is the fundamental thing that people, right? I, I, guess, I guess the root cause of everything, right? So, yeah. Mike, you want to start before I rant? I, I'll just say there's not enough voter fraud to make the difference that Trump thought it could make. Are there some de- Are there some dead people who voted? Yeah, maybe. But probably not whatever it was, like, you know, tens of thousands in individual states. That's a good point, because there's always like a little voter fraud. People have already always said that, right? Like every election, you'll find handfuls of people who voted who shouldn't have or whatever. Mm. But like, yeah, it's like tens or hundreds of thousands in multiple states to turn over the election. I mean, it's there's obviously not that. Like it, it when you really look into it, it's completely ridiculous. Like Georgia is a Republican-run state that had, requires a photo ID for every in-person voter and does a signature match on every single absentee ballot. And they did a hand recount confirming the machine count. And then they're still trying to be like Georgia, you know, voter fraud. It's like, this is literally like the most secure like election and bias towards you you could possibly have. Like what more could you want than all those things controlled by Republicans, Right. It's completely ridiculous. And there's, it's just nothing but garbage. They just throw out, they throw out so much misinformation and bullshit. And then when it's proven false, they just go for the next one, which tells you right away, right? They never, this was never a, we notice fraud. We got to expose this. This is always a, we don't like the results. Let's hunt for fraud, you know, something that can overturn it, which still like some degrees fine, you know, having people take a critical look toward the election is probably good, right? But like when you can't find anything and you lose like 60 court cases in multiple states, including with a bunch of justices that Trump literally appointed himself being like, this is stupid and obviously not true, you know, (laughs) you just got to admit like, hey, like Mm. it didn't happen. You lost. Like there's no, there's simply nothing, right? Like, they are something like 59 lost court cases. And I, they, I think they won a single court case in like one place in Pennsylvania where like poll watchers were like, weren't allowed to stand close enough, something like that. Right. Mm-hmm. So that was like the only case they won. And then every, like, it wasn't like they found a bunch of fraud, right? It's like, Oh yeah, the poll watchers should have been a, a little closer. Like that was like the extent of it, you know? And mm-hmm. when even the, like Trump has three justices and all of them like threw away his own case or like, this is bullshit, right? Like <laughs> his own justices are saying it. It's not like the liberal Democrats are all teaming up. Like, like half your own party's like, this isn't real. All right. Anyway, so there's, yeah, there's no, there's no substance behind it. It's what obviously Ari- a conspiracy theory. Yeah. What about Arizona? What about it? Um, the senators in what? It's hot. <laughs> it's hot. Well, uh, I think those senators that who came up like object like the electoral college, a uh, vote count, uh, from the uh, Senate, uh, Ted Cruz and who are who's the other guy? Uh, also, the senator from Arizona. So why why do they believe there's such thing as voter fraud? Why do they I guess so willingly 
through him that there's a fraud in the system. See, I don't think they believe it. I think they're just sucking off Trump's nuts for political yeah. gain, right? Yeah. They just want the Trump cult to support him. That's oh, what I okay. assume. Oh, okay. As okay. you say, Shu, politicians fling politics. <laughs> yeah, <All right>. basically. <laughs> I mean, why do you think half of the people who are supporting this dropped this after the Capitol Hill thing, right? Like, let's say hypothetically, they really believed like the election was stolen you know, and it's, that would be an attack on democracy and you would want to investigate that further regardless of what happened, right? But they're just like, oh shit, this Capitol Hill thing happened. This isn't politically advantageous to be on the side anymore. And then so they dropped it like a rock. Mm. Yeah. I mean, I think someone, what is it a lawyer or someone basically just called like the the big, the big court case that went to the Supreme Court, they called it like a test of loyalty, basically, right? Like you sign on to sh- prove your loyalty to Trump. Mm. Because even if he goes, he's still going to have like his voting base, right? So if you, that's the base mm. you're looking to get out to vote for you. I think that's why you do it. All right. No. Sounds like, good. I feel like this episode should be named Politicians Are Boring. <laughs> Mike's really disappointed that the guillotine they built outside of the, you know, on the lawn of Capitol Hill wasn't used. He was told that <laughs> Mike Pence would be captured and hanged in public view before, like, you know, military choppers start strafing it with gunfire or something. Then Mike's like, okay, this is kind of interesting. Yeah, no, I uh, mean, it's just, I mean, it's just like, I guess, I don't know. Like, it's just all of the, like, or I, I can't say all of them, but like, I feel like a lot of them are just like, they're just like, do anything they have to do to get people to vote for them. Like they don't care that much. They don't necessarily mm-hmm. understand that much or have any novel or great ideas, but <laughs> it's, it is what it is. I mean, it's like, that's it, like, I, I care when it affects me and most of the time I don't. But <laughs> well, that's, that's human nature, right? Incentive, right? Everything. Like when you try to actually, I was reading something about. Uh, a quote from Benjamin Franklin again, right? If you want to uh, persuade somebody, appear to appeal to their interest, not reason. Right? Yeah. So you cannot not... reason as people. You expect to appeal to their interest, right? So whoever is advising Trump, you should not just say, hey, this is the right thing to do. Step down, concede, right? This is the right thing. It's good for the country. They should say, hey, this is good for you. Maybe in the next four years, four years later, you can run again, right? So anyway, so... Right, no, exactly. Not- like, we're not going to pursue criminal charges if you step down. Like, or, you know, whatever. I mean, and it's, I, I mean, it, like I say, it, there's stuff on both sides that, you know, like I say, is just, like, I, I think reveals the nature of politicians. I mean, like Joe Biden, like, he, when he, in his first debate with Kamala Harris, she called him basically a racist. Like, and now mm. she's his vice, pre- you know, like she is his vice president. And it's like, okay, like, I'm like, you can move beyond that. That's good. And it's just like these politicians who like essentially said, like the election was the election they were elected in was fraudulent, <laughs> but only for Trump. Like now it's like, it's like, oh, now that nutcases storm the Capitol, like now we know it wasn't. It's like, well. I mean, well, my, it, my head's such a hateful politicians. Well, it's just <laughs> like the hypocrisy and intellectual dishonesty for a, a large portion of them. It's just like, 
I mean, it's just like, uh, it's exhausting. It's, it's exhausting. And, uh, okay. So. All right. So I think I got to bring it back. Actually, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so what about 25th? I guess uh, before I bring it back to the Republic, what, what do you guys start thinking about uh, uh, on the 25th Amendment? A lot of people are talking about that. Uh, probably not going to get executed, right? Don't you need like mm. the cabinet to vote on it or something? I think you just need a vice president to, and then and then the Congress. But anyway, anyway, so since we don't need to, we don't need to talk about it right now. So yeah, I mean, so my thoughts a, are it probably won't happen. He's gone in okay. twelve days. Just yeah, like, just no. let him go, right? Just yeah. let him go. Yeah. Now, <laughs> if they had caught someone in the you know, if those protesters had grabbed someone and then Trump was like, you know, up on the stage, like cheering them on as they dragged them out, then he would get, you know, the 25th Amendment would be evoked. But I don't think enough happened. Right. We'll see. Yeah, I think, I think he would get more than just the 25th Amendment. <laughs> right. All right. So, so anyway, so no voter for all and everything's good. So I think, uh, I guess our conclusion is the Republic still in good standing. There's yeah. hope for the Republic. So, I think and, with what we saw Wednesday, like with what happened Wednesday, where basically universally it was condemned, like even Trump at this point is like, I lost and I condemn it. Like, and I'm willing to ensure re- re- uh, a civil like transfer of power. Like basically mm-hmm. now that ever, I think it's sort of everyone is on the same page, right? I mean, it's just mm-hmm. like, let the next 12 days go by quietly and like, once Biden is in and like the new Congress is sworn in, like it's just, it's yeah. over. Like we're just back. So, yeah. All right. So, so one thing I was, since I was doing reading uh, about Republic stuff, democracy. So I find that very interesting because only like a couple of days ago, I hear a lot like Senator, I mentioned McConnell is always, I mentioning oh Republic, you know, this is like using the word republic so many times. And so I think since Matt is now our, uh, I guess, uh, resident con- constitutional scholar. So I think, <laughs> I think I'll let you explain like, what is the difference between republic and democracy. So Are I was you- actually thinking about this when you started yeah. the episode. Gonna, I was going to ask you, like, what's your definition of republic? Because my understanding is we're both, right? We're a republic and a democracy. But yeah. the only definition I could give for a republic is kind of vague, but it's just like, it's just like a country where the people have, like, the ultimate power. The people and their representatives have, like, the power, right? Republic? As opposed to, like, a monarchy or a dictatorship, right? You, you're talking about republic? Yeah, 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 yeah. So... Democracy. So the difference I find that any uh, my ignorance of that is that. So when I say it, 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 it's both, like, you are right. It's both. It's republic and democracy. It's a re- representative republic, right? And as democracy, right? well, imperial democracy basically like majority rules, right? So you you to you end up with like uh, mob rules or maybe something some whoever is popular. That's why. That's why in the U.S. we don't do the popular vote, right? We don't count popular vote. We use electoral college to, to 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 protect like, the minorities, right? Right, minority could be race, you know, people in geographic location. So, mm-hmm. so U.S. is not really a pure democracy because because uh, you want 
because you want to protect those minorities, right? People with minority opinions and stuff like that. And then republic. So, so, so that's why the founder created a republic. Republic in the sense that in the U.S. actually we are both because in the federal level we are republic. However, in the state level, right? In the state, like state level, we are kind of like a democracy because in the in the local government, you actually use like initial ballots to like vote on issues, and those are made they just minority rules, right? So at least that's my right now my understanding of the difference between republic and democracy. And the reason I think I mentioned earlier because the founders they study they are stu- they are they are students of history, right? They know pure democracy had all failed in the in the history, right? So that's why they want they don't want just a pure democracy. So ne- I guess that's why we have ele- electoral college, right? So, yeah. yeah. So I guess I think I'm largely in agreement with you, uh, from my understanding, which mm-hmm. could be wrong too, because this yeah. is not my area of expertise. But what you're calling a pure democracy, I think I've heard of called a direct democracy, where mm-hmm. people directly vote on like issues, laws, and stuff, which does yeah, happen, yeah. but. So yeah, like the U.S. as a whole is not a direct democracy, but it is a democracy. I think you know, mm. like if you look at the definition, which I you know googled on the background mm. here, like just to double check, like it is, it, it, yeah, it's not a direct democracy. We don't have everyone vote on every law themselves, right? It's not like legislators present a law and then put up you know a Facebook poll to the U.S. population. Thank God, mm. but um, <clears throat> you know, it's still a democracy. It's just like there's different types of democracies, and this is not a direct democracy. Yeah. It's a republic. It is both a republic and a democracy. So it's not just a republic. It's not just a republic. Oh, it's just well, semantic. I mean, could you have a republic that's not a democracy? I'm not exactly sure how that would work. <laughs> yeah. So, but yeah, okay. like, that's the confusing thing because they overlap so much. Mm, okay. Hold on. Let's see what Google says. Y'all talk about this. <laughs> I have no strong opinions. I mean, when you said it at the beginning of the episode, I essentially was thinking like a, uh, yeah, a republic was just representatives that spoke on behalf of the people who democratically elected them. And a, yeah. and a democracy was a pure democracy, yeah, where essentially like if you vote directly on an issue and if you have one more vote for yes, then it's yes. And if you have one more vote for no, it's no. But, okay. I mean, I... I mean, I do feel like, I mean, I go back and forth. It's like, I can understand like that, like w- when it comes to like, oh, we should have more of a pure democracy and population vote should be the absolute decider and no one vote should count more than, you know, another vote. But at the same time, I do understand like the notion that like people who like live in cities have a very different life and like a very different set of needs than people who live in like more rural areas or whatever. And Mm. uh, I think the, like, I mean, local governments should obviously like local governments can obviously prioritize and work on behalf of the people in the rural area or the city, but, and at a national level, it's, uh, it's hard to say like the votes of the rural area should count more or whatever the case may be. But, um, I mean, I guess in a way it, 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 it brings into question and this would, uh, like, I don't necessarily have like a good thoughts about this yet, but it brings into question how much power should be given or like what the national government should actually be in charge of 
versus those more like should more be designated to those local areas because they sort of have the best ability to like assess what's correct for the people in that area. And if the national government is just more in charge of like common interests, like military or, you know, whatever, um, then, uh, it, would that be in a way better, I guess. So, yeah. So, I mean, I, um, I guess, I guess that's more my thoughts on it. So if you have a representative government, you know, you get the issues with people's votes being counted more or less than they should be. And, uh, I mean, if your national government is in charge of a lot, I don't know how much I disagree with sort of something like the electoral college, but if your national government is really in charge of the only things that really affect everyone in the nation equally, then, I mean, I guess you could go a more pure democracy route in that case. Mm. Sounds good. Um, I guess last word on politics, I actually find American politics very interesting because in, you know, I grew up in China, you know, it's only one party. There's no discussion on politics. I don't think so. And, you know, so anyway, I, yeah, even though no matter how, as I say, how divisive and the issue of like U.S. politics, I still, I mean, it's, it's never a dull day in America, I guess. <laughs> so yeah, I think that, that's all I have, uh, for the, this week regarding the politics wise. And then I think there's a plenty of, yeah, stuff. Can we do, do wanna... oh, go ahead. Oh, yeah, so, man, no, you can go, ahead. go Mike. I was just going to say, can we please designate next week to science? <laughs> <laughs> All right. We've done self-like improvement and we've done politics now. So next week is science <laughs> to get around to it. Yes. Yes. Well, we need, we didn't even go. Oh, yeah. over. Oh. Are we talking your book? Well, yeah, I, I, I'm still, I'm still reading the book. I can make a not, more of a dent in it if we hold it off till next week, but yeah. So gene okay. therapy. Gene yeah, editing. Yeah. Okay, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta listen to it on Audible, and then, yeah, if we could put it, we could do robotics, Bitcoin, you know, next week, stuff like that. But I mean, Bitcoin is still going up, right? So, yeah, not gonna drop anytime soon. I'm so, so annoyed. I should have. I'm so annoyed. Like when I invested in March, I should have just put it in Bitcoin. But I was like, oh, it's, I like, I don't want to invest in like volatile stuff. It's like if I just put in like blue chip stocks like it's essentially guaranteed money right like the market is gonna all right all right let's save that regret for next week okay all right. let's all save right. that passion i hope it's down at five hundred dollars next week <laughs> <laughs> mike you're an idiot you shouldn't have put it in bitcoin what you know what you should have put it in right what's that you know oh you tesla, know what I'm yeah. tesla come on <laughs> Elon no. Musk is the richest person. No, no, I'm looking at it right now. In March, let's say mid-March of 2020, it was $100 a share. It is now 880 And I mm-hmm. think it's split since then too, right? Yeah, has yeah, it's it? split two. It's split two. Oh, half. my God. <laughs> what? <laughs> like, why buy stocks based on what companies are actually doing and just start buying stocks on Twitter hype. Like, holy yeah. shit. No, I know. Well, that's what I mean. It's like, I feel like, uh, yeah. Again. All right. We're going to, we, we're going to talk about investing next week. Then. <laughs> okay. Investing in science is good. I yeah. Mean, you know, Elon Musk is a company's built on science stuff, right? So that's related. 
We can talk about it. And I feel like he, we can talk about his, uh, uh, what is it? MBA's destroying innovation. Yeah. All right. Elon Musk, SpaceX. Yeah. Yeah. And gene editing. And gene editing, which Which I've heard he's interested in. He's, well, I mean, he does neural. I mean, he's, he's the richest man in the world. He wants to live forever and he's young. So. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, Matt, you were talking about my, uh, my stock, uh, Tesla stock price, my stock skyrocketed from $100 to like, you know, $1,600, right? If, have you looked at Berkshire Hathaway? Like when they, like people bought it, if they bought it like 30 years ago, it was like, Ten a hundred dollars right now per share is like thirty k, right? So right. yeah, this, I think they this, need to split what, their stock first of all. They, they, I, they, they, they did, not, right? Maybe not. They they don't want to because it's Warren Buffett. He doesn't want to split no stock. Oh really? Uh, okay. I thought yeah. was at some point wasn't it, I thought it was like over a, like fifty or so, like or yeah. over a hundred maybe or something. No, no, no. Yeah, shoes mistaken. It's not thirty five k. It's thirty five hundred or three hundred and fifty k. Oh, three hundred fifty thousand. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> you were yeah. off by an order of magnitude too. <laughs> now, Again. One stock is like the price of you know a decent house. Like what the heck? Yeah. Actually, yeah. location depending. Actually, when when one of the Australian playing poker in Australia casino, right? This guy sitting across me, he say he bought share night like, of Berkshire Hathaway when he was like fifteen or twenty dollars, mm-hmm. and then he sold it a year later, right? He made and then he's just regretting it right now. <laughs> well, it's like yeah, you could buy a house if you have one. Like if you bought one share for a hundred bucks in the seventies, you could buy sell it and buy like a house and you know a cheaper. So, yeah. maybe so, yeah, the then- communists are right. This is a failure of capitalism. <laughs> Yes, well, it's it, it's gambling, but I if if you get like it's you can gamble intelligently. I I, I just was overly safe. The investing is that's why I call Warren Buffett a, 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 a gambler, right? He just like you know investing is gambling too. It's just like they they know they know how to calculate the, they know how to how to calculate the risk and reward, right? The odds basically they are better, right? They are very good at doing that, so that's how they are, yeah. No. Anyway. All right. So, what should our wrap up day show? The Republic still stands. That's the direction I was gonna th- thinking as well. <laughs> yeah, I'll, 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 I'll buy more bitcoins, I guess. <laughs> yeah, or, or buy more bitcoins. Here we go. Flop.